Welcome to the Thunder Buddies podcast. I'm Joe Masato, joined by Barry Trammell. Here to recap, wait for it, the Thunder's 152-79 to loss to the Memphis Grizzlies on Thursday night at FedEx Forum. Barry, history was made tonight in Memphis. The Thunder's loss was the biggest in NBA history, or you could say the Grizzlies' win was the biggest in NBA history. No matter how you slice it, it was a 73-point margin of victory, the previous record Cleveland's 148-80 to win over Miami in December of 1991. 30 years, 30 years, um, that stood as the biggest margin of victory. It was broken tonight. And Barry, I've got to I've gotta say, um, you were watching this on delay. I called you and asked if you wanted to pod, and it was you were at halftime. And it took everything in me to, uh, to withhold uh, from telling you not to watch the second half, but you did, and I would like to hear your thoughts. Well, first of all, I wouldn't have missed it because I'm a lover of history. (laughs) I salute you. I read your takeaways that you sent out just a few minutes ago, and you answered the the relevant questions that I had floating in my head most of the second half, which is, could this be the worst, uh, the most lopsided game in NBA history? The answer was yes, by a lot. Um. We got so much to say. I don't know where to start. I got my COVID vaccine today, my booster, my booster today, and I got it about I don't know 10 a.m. and about I don't know noon, maybe 12:30. It hit me, and I've just felt yakky all day long. wasn't even close to the worst thing that happened to me today. <laughs> Having to watch that basketball game—it's the worst sporting event I've ever seen. Wow. That was it's the worst sporting event I've ever seen that was that should have been played. Now, OU Western Carolina, you know, you, you come across some high school football games, you know, US Grant versus Jinx. You know, it's immoral for the game to have been scheduled. But a game that there's no problem, the Thunder should be playing at Memphis. That's just the way it works. And it was so one sided. It was such awful basketball. You know, the Memphis stat crew, is it, have, you, have you reported the Memphis stat crew already for their incompetence? They missed the Thunder with 19 turnovers. They had 19 turnovers by halftime. They had 39 turnovers. They had to have 39 turnovers. I mean, it Every was... Every time I looked up, Memphis is going the other way with the ball and no shot was taken. It was the turnovers. It was the air balls. It was the putting holes through the backboard. I mean, like, Isaiah Roby missed, like, a hook shot by, like... Three feet. I mean, it you was... want me to tell you, and you want me to tell you something? Well, OKC's offense was better than its defense. Oh yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. I mean, they gave up 152 points. That, that was Memphis's most in in franchise history. Michael Cage didn't say it, but for the first time in his long and, and distinguished career as a Thunder broadcaster, his church league was relevant. He should have brought it up. He should have said, "My church league plays better defense than this." There were guys just standing out there waiting for Memphis to drive to the hoop or slash to the basket. Some of those guys didn't look like they want to play in the NBA. Paul Watson, does he want to play in the NBA? Go get the ball when it's bouncing loose on the court. I was appalled at that game. I'm upset with Mark Dagnalt. I think he's the worst coach game he ever had for this reason. He had Lou Dort playing in the second half. What the heck is that all about? Why is he out there? Let's see, Lou Dort played nine minutes and 34 seconds. 
in the second half or in the third quarter. What's he doing? Going to stage a rally? They trailed. They trailed at halftime. May- 72 may- to 36. Maybe they didn't want to lose by 100. Well, at, that would well, that would have got him on Sports Center. There's something to be said for that. I was actually I was oh, the, playing math the, games. I was the, playing math games the whole game, the whole game, trying to figure out could they actually be doubled in this game? Most of the second half and good chunk of the th- second quarter, Memphis had more than twice as many points as the Thunder. Turns out, no, they weren't doubled, and they. They trailed by, I think it was 150 to 75, I think it was, uh, with 54 seconds left in the game. Yeah. And Trey Mann hit a driving layup. 54 seconds left in the game, and that's sort of guaranteed that the Thunder would not lose uh, by being doubled up. There was also another fun game to play was, was the Thunder losing by more points than it had. <laughs> so, like, in other words, it, it lost this game by um, – I'm already, I'm already losing my mind. How much? They lost by the, 73. They, they lost, lost by, by 73, 70. and they scored 79. Yeah. I'm so. going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this with 100% – you know I love you, St. Joe. But what you just said is exactly the same thing I said, only using different words. Losing by more – than the other team, I mean, more oh, by, yeah, yeah. by a bigger deficit. That's what doubling means, or more than doubling. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, so, I'm. It's that's uh, quite all right. I am it, losing my quite, mind. I am losing. Quite, my not mind, all. Barely. Not everybody was a math major. Turns out, including me. Uh, here's the deal. Well, I'm the wor- thunder. Go ahead. The Thunder's best quarters were the first and third. They got beat by 15 in each quarter. <laughs> so when they were playing their best tonight, they were down 30 in 24 minutes. I beat by 21 in the second quarter, 22 in the fourth. Oh, my goodness. I, I, wish, oh. I wish you were um, – maybe this is rude to say, Barry, but I'm going to say it. I wish you were here tonight. I wish I was sitting right next to you because um, you've got such a better just handle on, on you know, in-game numbers than I do. I mean, you, you, yeah. you chart games so well. But I've got some numbers from you that I'll just read from the box score. I um, love your numbers. And, I loved your numbers in the takeaway. So and, read away. And read away. This is a, listen, listen, folks, folks, pay attention. This is history. This is history in the making. Listen to St. Joe. I also want you to pick your favorite one and tell me about it. Okay. Okay. Points in the paint, 82 to 24. Oh Second oh chance points, 22 to 2. Fast break points, 29 to 9. We've, we've got good symmetry here. Bench points. 93 to 35. 93 35. Assists 41-14. Rebounds 53-26. And the Grizzlies' biggest lead was by 78 points. Do you have a favorite out of those, Barry? Yes, I do. And some criticism of the NBA at the same time. My favorite is the points in the paint. 82 to 24. That's an absurdity. And here's the deal. The Thunder, the Thunder gave up more than 82 points in the paint because the NBA does not count fouls that occur in the paint and then made foul shots as points in the paint, which is absurd. That's why you go in the paint, so you get fouled. So it was more than 82. I hadn't looked it up. I'm not going to. I have my limits on how much... I'm at your yeah, effort I'm going to wh- give this wh- game. What are you going to write off this... What are you going to write off this game for your scissor tails? I don't know. <laughs> Great day. I don't. Can't this count as like four losses 
That's what someone take, said. They 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 take, should be petition like, the NBA. This should make your this should make your odds of getting the number one pick greater if you lose a game by seventy points. Or you know what? If you ran a professional league, it'd, it'd say we're going to worsen your odds. Yeah. Put out a before, nobody seemed to want to play. Lou Dort was his usual out there running around self in the first quarter, but after that, you know, great day. Darius Baisley. Darius Baisley played 15 minutes, and they got outscored by 32 points in his 15 minutes. Oh, I, I left off two of my favorite numbers. The, the, these are actually my favorite numbers from the game. Okay, two rookies. One had the biggest plus-minus of the night, and, and one, or one had the best, one had the worst. Santi Aldama from the Grizzlies, Barry. He was plus 52 in his 28 minutes, and Jeremiah Robinson Earl was a minus 56 in his 24 minutes. So he had a plus 52 and a minus 56. Surely those are NBA records. I mean, I would think they'd have to be. <laughs> you would think they would have to be. You would think so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. That was just. Let's see. Uh, I got to I saw something else I wanted to bring up. Um, what was it? Well, I can't see what it would have been. I don't. Know. I mean, this was just. This was insane, and it was honestly. It was I? I'm. I'm like you. I love history, so I enjoyed. Is being 41 here. assists an NBA record? Golly, I don't that's know. A lot of assists. It's a lot of assists. I mean, that's like. 92 points just on assists because yeah, they probably got four, 10 assists on three-pointers. I mean, they had 60 made baskets, and 41 of them were assisted. I mean, 60 that's... made baskets. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> There's, the Grizzlies were 60 of 96. You know what this game reminded me of? I don't know if some of our old-time listeners will remember this. We used to have this cool event in Tulsa during Christmas New Year's break called the Tournament of Champions. Um and what it was, they would bring in three or maybe four of the big schools, Tulsa, Washington, uh, Norman or Midwest City or Putnam North, somebody like that, and then another Tulsa school or two. And then they would have some of the best states, small schools come, even cl- down to Class A and B. And every once in a while, you'd get a great game. The new Lima teams of the 70s and, and uh, the Smithville teams of the 80s, that kind of stuff. And they'd play the big boys tough, and it was great. But the problem with that is you have to, you have to live through about 10 of those to get a good one mm-hmm. when, it's, when it's David versus Goliath. And sometimes in the high school ranks, you get a 94-37 to 37 game. And that's what this reminded me of. That's what this reminded me of. Yeah. Um, the, th- the Grizzlies made 52.8% of their three-pointers, and I swear I would have guessed it was 82.8. Maybe because they rebounded uh, so much. I mean, um, it was – I mean, uh, well, well, first off, ju- just, for some, just for some context, um, first off, John Morant was out for the Grizzlies. So that's, yeah, that's, their best player in play. That's, that's consolation. That's, that's huge. Um, but the Thunder was missing Shea Gilgis Alexander and Josh Giddy and Kenrich Williams, who you would say are probably, what, three of the top five players on three the roster? Three of the top four. Three of the top four. Three of the top Three of the top <laughs> Three, who are you putting in? Baisley? Oh, yeah, that, that's true, because it would be those three plus Dort. Right. I, I mean, if you want to put in Mascala, I don't know. 
No, um, I don't. I'm going to stick with Kenneth Williams. I don't. Um, okay, so missing three out of the top four, and they're playing on the second night of a back-to-back, and a tough back-to-back because it's a home road one. They get in, you know, early in the morning on, on Thursday morning. By the way, that's an excuse to lose by... 20 points maybe 20. maybe I'll 30 give 30 maybe 30 give points 30. but but you think about it if we we're podcasting right now we would talk like a 30 point loss is huge a 70 point loss is like unfathomable they got beat by 73 I, I can't points. even say the word yeah they got beat basically <laughs> the way western carolina got beat by the sooners 76 to nothing the only saving grace is Savannah State came to Stillwater back in, I think it was 11 or 10, I can't remember. And it was 84 to nothing. So I luckily wasn't there. But the, this, this is, this this is one sided. That, that's so much worse, though. I mean, the talent gap is, yeah. is so oh, much yeah, bigger yeah. between, yeah. you know, FCS. Santi Aldama, is that Aldama? How do you say his name? Aldama. Aldama. Great day. I mean, I went into this game with a pretty good attitude. Thanks to one person, literally. When the game started, I was in such a good mood. I felt terrible, but I thought this is going to be fun because I got to sit here and relax and watch Stone Cold Stephen Adams. And I was all fired up about that. He was like an afterthought. Yeah, and then Adams goes out there and you know he can do whatever he wants, but he's got a little mercy in his soul for his old team. He's not he's not Lincoln Riley for crying out loud. So here you go. Adams played. Uh, what did he play? He played. Uh, he 21 played 21 minutes. minutes. They, only, they only outscored the Thunder by 39 in those 21 minutes. He, he only two, took two shots. He was two of two. He could have dunked his way to 40 points tonight if he had been motivated. Yeah. He's a humanitarian. You know, you got to give it up to New Zealand. By, by the way, I, I don't, like, fault Taylor Jenkins or anything. It's not like the – I mean, the Grizzlies – No, they played a bunch of guys I never heard of. Jarrett no. Culver. Jarrett Culver played 14 and I mean, a half minutes. John Conchar was 7 of 8. Uh, Are you sure it wasn't John Conkak, <laughs> the, uh, the first-round pick of the 1986? Great day. Yeah. D'Anthony Melton, 8 of 10. Aldama, 8 of 16. Xavier Tillman, 4 of 7. Brandon Clark, 5 of 8. I mean, yeah. It's... If Desmond Bain had showed up tonight, he's the only Grizzly. He was 1 of that, 6. He's 1 of 6. He's the only Grizzly under 50%, and he's 1 of 6. They're fifty. They're fifty nine of ninety. Without him, I'm sure so. there's so many more records that I haven't even seen yet or or looked into. By by the way, the Thunder's got a pretty bad one. Um, a note that ESPN Stats and Info put out. I was actually not at this game last year. I was off this night. But the Thunder lost to the Pacers at home last season. By I remember fi- that game by yeah. fifty seven points. That was the worst loss in franchise history. So this was 16 points worse than that. But now the Thunder has the worst home loss in NBA history, 57 points, and the worst road loss in NBA history, 73 points. You cannot keep the Thunder down. When they assault a record book, they assault it in a big-time way. Here's what, and now, here's one thing I don't know, and it, this, was a clear, this was a clear hole in your reporting before the game. You did not tell us that Memphis had, re, had reinstituted uh, COVID capacity uh, restrictions back to 25%. Um, and they could only have 4,000 people at the game. Great day. Well, all those not, empty seats. They don't was, stink. They got a decent team. I know. It was not a Whoa. good It was not a good Whoa. crowd. I will say, like, the loudest they got is when, I mean, it was just so, I, I could have filled a notebook of, of things I heard from the crowd. Like, like the funniest thing, I, I should have included this in the story, 
someone when Memphis is up by literally 70 points, someone behind me said, it's so cool. They have something to play for. They might win by 70, like, like so, something to play for. Like everyone was cheering for the record. Everyone was going nuts. And like, well, you could I just, sort of was too. I sort of was too. Yeah, I don't you, blame them. You could almost see people like looking up the record or wondering if this could be the, the largest margin. And you know, not only was it the largest margin, it beat it by five points, which considering all the NBA games that are being played, beating something that old by five points is pretty substantial. It's just, it was just unbelievable. I thought Dagnall kept a pretty good composure in the post game. He was gentler about it than he was after that Pacers loss last yeah. season. He didn't. He didn't use the word in. Well, he might have said embarrassing. Ty Jerome said it. Um, Boy, he Jer- was terrible tonight. Golly, Jer- Jer- <laughs> Jerome unprompted brought up um, his Virginia team losing to UMBC, and was like, "I'm mean, obviously different stakes." Um, but he was like, I, "That's way more embarrassing than this." I don't. NBA I game. disagree. I disagree with him. Really. I disagree with him. UMBC tried to... I don't because of the stakes. I mean, they're trying to win yeah, a national but... championship. The Thunder are trying to be the worst team in the NBA, basically. Well, these guys are professionals, though. They didn't even want the loose ball. When the loose ball came in, they acted like it you know, like it had razor blades on the ball when it was bouncing <laughs> loose. They didn't want any part of it. Great day. Oh, that was awful. That was awful. There is one redeeming quality, which is they've got that three-day break. I don't have to watch that nonsense Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Yeah. That's exactly what I need. I need a vacation from the I, Thunder. I actually thought Mike Mescala was the best post game. I mean, he's sort of the veteran voice of this team and, and said that, like, this is not film we want to throw away. Like, we want to remember this and watch it and look ourselves in the mirror. Like, he was, he was pretty serious after the game. Well, they need to just put it on a loop on in every prison in America, and that'll keep people from every from ever recommitting a crime. I say, you know, I can't watch this again. I'll do anything to go straight. It was and that was. Ugh. Oh boy, um, just to sort of wrap up there, like the Thunder is getting all sorts of national attention on like Twitter tonight. And, you know, I haven't turned on the the television. I'm still at the arena, but I'm sure it's going to be on SportsCenter, everything like that. And the conversation is undoubtedly going to turn into how bad this is for the NBA, what an embarrassment the Thunder is, everything like that. What Just we, we know what the Thunder is doing, and they have been far more competitive than than we've even thought in a lot of games. But like, what do you what do you think about how like the the national reaction is gonna? Good. I think it's this? great. I think it's great because the NBA might try to make them do something, and I think the Thunder will spit in Adam Silver's eye. That's what I think, and um, the Thunder would like to would like to send a wake up call to Adam Silver about the disparity of of talent and the way agents control the rosters and contracts don't mean anything. They're all one-way contracts. They've got all the security, and then they can force their self to any locale. And, frankly, the NBA probably needs a new commissioner because Adam Silver doesn't do anything about it. Um, we jump on Roger Goodell all the time, and the NFL puts out a product every Sunday in which you have no idea who's going to win. The NBA does not. 
So I think this was I think this was excellent for the NBA. I really yeah. do. Yeah, I mean, by the way, like there's even if there is like pressure from the league or the national media on the Thunder to do something, it's not like I can guarantee you their plan is not does not change like one bit because of a result like this. Like it no. it doesn't no it doesn't no. matter in the grand scheme of things. Sam Presti is not going to release a statement. There's not going to be this. Um, like owning this loss or apologizing for it or anything no, no, like that. No, I mean, no. The no. Thunder doesn't even have the worst record in the NBA right now. Right. So. Yeah, move on down the road, Adam Silver. Yeah. Move on down the road. Well, Barry, I don't know if there's much much left to add. Should I uh, bring this box score home and frame it and present it to you as a Christmas gift? Uh, no, probably not. It's, <laughs> uh, it's I've gone full digital, so I can full, I can find digital. it in all the archives. It it'll be in a variety of locales. You you can uh, print it out, and we'd be looking at the same exact thing. I dang near got the thing memorized just sitting here looking at the numbers are so eye popping. Jeremiah Robinson Earl twenty three minutes minus fifty six. I should have asked Santi Aldama if he could sign my box score for me. That would be cool. That would be that would be big time. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you guys. By the way, Jaron Jackson Jr. is really good. By the way, he's really That's good. Something else I got from this game. He's he, really good. If he played um, thirty-five minutes instead of twenty, he might have been like a plus seventy-eight or something. Yeah, they might. They might have. They might have beat him a hundred if he had. He was six and seven from three. Yeah, they 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 had no clue. They had no clue. Holy We've cow. done, you know, not good. Not good at all. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, this was actually a, f- a fun podcast to do, Barry. Thanks thanks for uh, for staying up late and doing it. Um, make sure you, Barry and, and Jenny and, and Scott and Jacob and the whole OSU crew is going to go down to Arlington covering a Big 12 championship game, going to have coaching search stuff. And on the Thunder, we're going to continue to cover uh, whatever the heck is happening. And um, the Thunder is thankfully off for the next few days, as Barry mentioned. They will be back in action on Monday night at Detroit, and then off to Toronto. We'll be there at those games and giving you post-game podcasts. So thank you, as always, for listening, and we'll see you then.